Hello, welcome back to Change in Exchange for a Better You. I'm your host, Justin. And what I wanted to talk to you about with you guys today is just being able to, like, understand that some people are going to, like, not like you for your beliefs, especially, and, uh, you know, um, anybody who can get any kind of wisdom out of this, man, you know, I thank God for that because God gave me the wisdom. You know, I, I am a Christian. I do believe in Jesus. And I do understand that there are people that don't believe in Jesus. I wish that you would come over and um, have the same faith as me. But I understand that some will not believe in Jesus, no matter what kind of proof that you will present to them to make your case for the existence of of God and that Jesus is real and how, you know, he has supernaturally helped you in your life. Um, with that being said, I just want to get right into it. I recently had a back and forth with a couple of, uh, you know, they call them trolls nowadays, um, on YouTube. I was on, uh, I was looking at a short and, you know, the guy was talking about, I can't remember exactly what, but it was something based off of the Bible. Um, and his belief system matched mine. Now, a little backstory on what I'm talking about as far as the short that I was looking at from YouTube. It was about a guy talking, um, he's a Christian. Like I said, I am a Christian. Excuse me. And he was basically just giving his um, thoughts on, you know, like what he had come to believe as a Christian, you know, and, and I agree with him. And, you know, it was weird, not in a bad way, but um, and also good um, to hear somebody say the same thing and that God had revealed to them the same thing as he revealed to me. Um, but with that having been said, like I noticed that I had got a reply. So I look into it. I'm thinking actually that maybe it was somebody that was telling me their experience that they had, you know, with the Lord. And basically it was like, uh, nope. <laughs> you know, he kind of like mocked me in his reply, but. Instead of getting angry at what he said, I took the more logical and, you know, um, the more integral approach, you know, just being true to my, you know, belief system and being able to, because I've done the research on my belief system, have a, what I, what I, well, what I really wanted was to have an intelligent conversation with a person that doesn't believe the way I believe, you know, that is agnostic or from what he was saying, atheist. I gave, you know, examples of, you know, uh, proof from my end because it actually became a conversation of, um, it went from Jesus to how can you explain that God is real? And, you know, he said that I say the same things that 
you know, a lot of Christians say, and my rebuttal was the same thing for him. He says a lot of same things that most atheists will say. And at the end of the day, and this is where patience comes in. This is where, you know, if you're really, truly, honestly, um, rooted in your belief and you've done your research, this is where, you know, it will show. Um, this was all, this is where it also show where like you have cracks in your belief and it's nothing wrong with having cracks, right? We don't know it all, but we do know as far as Christian goes, um, or being Christian that the Bible is real, not just because it says things in it, but our own personal experiences that declare that the Bible says, I mean, what the Bible says is, in fact, the truth. So with that being said, um, I mean, because because like I think that. I think that a lot of atheists think that, you know, you're just supposed to, as a person of faith, believe what the Bible says. Even the Bible says for you to do your research, it says don't take any word for face value. It says in other other places where Paul went to the. Um, uh, I forget the name of those people. I apologize, you guys. Um, but. When he was in Corinth, no, 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 I'm sorry. I forget exactly. I have to look that up. But when he was speaking to the people um, that he was speaking to about, you know, um, the Old Testament, connecting the Old Testament prophecies to what happened to Christ, you know, to Jesus. And he commended them. Bereans. That's right. Thank you, Lord. He was talking to the Bereans and and he commended them for not just listening to what he said, but actually doing the research. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you just believe a man that stands up at the podium every Sunday and just give you. um, You know, words from a book that you're not supposed to research on. And it's like, well, what would you do? How would you research the book? Well, you look for extracurricular. Um sources i mean extra extra biblical sources that will either prove or disprove what's in the book and you also use the book against you know um itself if these you know um words that were spoken by these men over the course of thousands of years line up and historically outside of the book, there are references of these men and the things that were said to have been done by these men, the miraculous things that happened, um, such as, you know, the Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross for the space of three hours, it was dark outside. Josephus, who is a Jewish person but not a christian talks of a phenomenon that was written by i guess i I keep forgetting the guy's name but i think it was chaconius or something like that and where he says 
that he noticed where he was at in the world that for three hours during the daytime, which normally the sun is out or, you know, it's daylight, it was completely dark. He also wrote about how there was an earthquake. He wrote about how people had risen from their graves and were going back to family members, which might I add, for those who believe in uh, reincarnation, that's exactly what I said I would do if the reincarnation thing was real. I don't know if I could, you know, like, you know, I haven't been given. Well, I put it this way. I believe in resurrection. I believe in a person being able to be risen, rose from the dead. But what I don't believe in is reincarnation because, first of all, who sets the rules as to why you can't believe? I mean, why you can't remember things from a past life. But you do things that you did in a past life that would cause a person to recognize that you were, in fact, reincarnated. That doesn't make any sense to me. But again, the same thing, getting back to the conversation that I was having online with, you know, a couple of trolls. <clears throat> Only thing that I was asking them to do was the same thing that I did with them. I didn't just say, hey, you know, even for me being a Christian, like I'm going to just believe this guy that's up there saying these things. I've had experiences and I've done my research myself, the beginnings of Christianity, you know, read about all of the uh I call it folklore. I call it, you know, uh, myth. But they say that, you know, Christianity for some black folks came actually for from um, ancient historical Egyptian um, stories that they used to tell about false gods who aren't real gods. And my belief, they're like fallen angels posing as gods or or demons posing as gods. But um Basically, with that, you know, um, they would say because Ma'at had, you know, 12 people running with him and, you know, and everything like that. But Jesus didn't get cut up into, you know, many pieces and was buried. And, you know, his penis, you know, wasn't used to create life. That's not the same story. They didn't get that from that's not the same story. How many people from now, like like 100 years from now, are going to look back and say that the story of Lucky Luciano or, um, you know, uh, what is his name, Scarface, are the same story? That they derive from each other or Lucky Luciano and, uh, you know, the Gambino family. How many people, like, 300 years from now and are going to say, hey, man, those are the same story. No, they may have similarities, but they're not the same story. But I do also understand that it's really not because a person like disbelieves in the actual historical figure of Christ more than it's a closed mindset, it's a made-up mindset to not to want to believe. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing that you do 
if you're a man and a woman is trying to explain something to you that happens to women, but since it hadn't happened to you, you feel like they're just in their head and they're in their feelings. We do it all the time for things that we want to just disagree with. Because we're, you know, either we're too lazy or we just don't want to face that or, you know, it's scary to even think like that because you know that the way you're living is wrong. I mean, we just have a number of reasons, finite number, but most of the time it's always the same answer. When you talk to people that don't really have a good argument against what you're talking about. And that's in any case. It doesn't have to be about what me and this troll was talking about. You know, this guy, you know, he was basically, he never gave any proof for his stance. I gave proof for mine's. I referenced other people for mine's. I referenced extra biblical resources for mine's. But at the end of the day, I already know it's not. What I'm saying, I can give uh, I can give a hundred page essay and in each of those hundred pages. Even though I have all the proof written down, it still wouldn't be enough because what he'll say to that. Well, I wasn't there back in that time. These guys could have been saying anything. They could have received money. I read a book where they were saying that there are these documents. But then if you'd further do research the way I did. A lot of stuff that they came up with to try to disprove things in the Bible were actually themselves disproven and found to be forged or found to just be straight lies. I mean, at the end of the day, what I want for you guys to understand as you listen to this podcast, because, again, this is not I want this to be a teachable moment. I'm proud of myself. Um which I want you guys to do, like, notice the little things, notice the things, because it's no real reward for me going back and forth with this guy out there. It was nobody waiting outside to give me a trophy because, you know, I feel like I won. It was nobody there to console him because he felt like he lost. If he felt like he lost, I'm pretty sure, like, for me, he felt he felt like he won. You know what I mean? Um but there's no prize for that as far as that physically. For me, there's a prize eternally because I stood up for what I believed in. I didn't um, I didn't reject or deny the Lord in front of men. I stood up for what I believed in. And that was just me being true to what my belief system says about me. And in the same hand, I was willing to look up if he did have anything, some of the things that, well, anything that he was to bring to the table. He had nothing to bring to the table except, well, my critique, you know, this is how I feel or this is my understanding. Nothing, you know, that would back him scientifically. I mean, you know, other than, well, you know, you can't really see God. 
No, you can't see God in a in a way like because he had already said, um, don't tell me about just looking outside and don't tell me about, you know, nature. So, again, if you don't want me to use things that weren't made by man, you don't want me to. I mean, you totally disregarded the historical you know, resources that I had. So it was like nothing is left. But I already had the conclusion in my mind, no matter what I say, you don't want to believe it anyways. Because it's not really about the proof. You don't care what I say. Your mind is already made up. It is what it is. There's nothing literally I can say. And those are the people that I would say, and maybe I'm wrong for this, but... but Speak your peace if you must. But I would say move on because you don't want to waste time. Trying to change a mind that has already been made up, you can't. It's up to that person to let go of that stronghold or that position rather. So that it will be open to what you have to say. The more that you will come after that person and try to give more proof or to say more things to, you know, try to, you know, convince them to come over to what you believe, the more they will resist. It literally is a waste of time to continue going on. Like even if you look at the people in the Bible that argued with people, they had a limit. Everybody did. The Lord would tell them to go or something would happen that would cut it off. Without fail. But they did what they were supposed to do. And as a teachable moment, because you're going to have people that's not going to believe in what you have to do in this life, like, you know, bettering yourself and becoming the person who, who you know yourself as mentally. You're going to have those people that are going to troll you, that are going to tell you you're not going to be who you think you're going to be. And who are you and blah, 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 this, that and the third. It's up to you to do the research within your own self in that light, which is to know and understand who you want to be and go after it. Because I'm going to tell you something, man. As a guy that's 41 years old, will be 42 this year. It's not the job of other people to believe in you nor to believe what you believe. That's your job. It's also your job to make sure that you stand on solid rock, as the Bible would say. Those that stand on the name of Christ, that's the solid rock, the most solid of all rocks that cannot be broken. You will have trials and tribulations And that's whether you're Christian or not. But the good thing is, it'll all account for something good for you if you are Christian. If you are solid in your foundation, if you're solid in your foundation and that foundation happens to be Christ. You win every time, even when it feels like you lost. You know, take heart. 
Do what is necessary. Make sure that you understand the truth to be true. Don't just go out here like that guy was implying and just believe something because somebody said something to you. Do the research. I did. And don't be scared of it. Sometimes it can take you down a place where you feel like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. This is sounding a little bit true. Keep going. That's what I did. Because it kind of stumped me at one point when I was looking at the Ma'at situation and the 12 this and, you know, but then it was like, wait a minute, he got cut up into pieces. This is not the same story. He wasn't any, he wasn't even in human form. He was a God that actually had gotten cut up and killed. That's different from the life of Christ. Life of Christ was, he is God incarnate. So as many lessons, you know, that you can take from this. And then, like I said, I mean, more research that I, I did, the more that I talked to people about stuff that I learned and, you know, just had the heart to want to know what really is the truth. I found it. I was always given it. Like, you know, so I, I want to be transparent. There were some times where it was fearful for me because of what some people said. Well, you know, you, what about, you know, the, the people that are Muslim that prayed in the name of Allah and, you know, things happen. Well, that kind of scared me a little bit. It's like, whoa. Because I, my belief is only in the name of Jesus. But then you read, you know, just like with the Antichrist and the false wonders and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, I forgot. Demons have power, too. They can manipulate what you perceive by their words. It was a lot of stuff, man. Like, how do you be able to explain, like, or what's the reason for millions of people that have turned to Christ, they don't gain anything monetarily in a lot of cases. Actually, it's the, it's, it's, it's the opposite. They lose. Maybe they were a part of a people group that didn't believe in Christianity, that were Buddhist, Punjabi, or whatever else, you know, and they were a part of that people group that had money and prestige. Well, they lost their status. Sometimes they were killed because they wouldn't renounce the name of Christ. But that's also written in the Bible. And here's my thing. How is it that a prophet from thousands of years, years ago can predict that the belief in the God that they served will still be something that's going on thousands of years later. When God spoke to, um, I think it was Elijah. When he spoke, though, I, I can't remember, man. I'm sorry that, you know, it kind of escapes me. Because some of the books that I'm talking about, I haven't read in a long time. You know, um, I have my specifics in that, you know, that I'm that I'm going through like right now. And I'm 
uh, listening to Genesis. You know, as far as like out of the books that I'm reading a lot, Genesis. And then there's the book of John and then there's the book of Acts. Um, but mostly Genesis. You know, I like that story. I like, you know, the things that I learned from it. And it's hard. The life of those that, you know, believed in God was hard, but he kept them. And as I look at my own life, it's the same thing. Life has been hard. But God has always kept me. Always. As some of you had who had uh, actually listened to my podcast before knows, I lost my son like six months, you know, after I lost my mom. And he was in his career. He was making strides in that. Only working there two months and they wanted to make him a supervisor already. My son was making more money than me. Good kid, never really was in trouble. But a kid nonetheless, man, I did, he did some things I didn't like. I'm going to sugarcoat it. But doesn't have a record. Ended up making more money than his pops at a young age. He was only 21. What would have been 21? And it's crazy. Because at the end of the day, just like in the book of Genesis, God kept me. I know people that would have lost their minds. Two very close in proximity relationships gone. Not even a year. And to top it off, my mom passed on his birthday, which is the day after mine. How sick is that? But God was always there for me. Always. I would be in a room full of people and feel alone. And at my loneliest points when I was by myself, and mind you, I'm going through a divorce on top of that. It was rough. It was rough. Two years later, I lose my sister. Five years before that, I lost my brother. I had many losses. But I'm rooted in what I believe in. I believe that Jesus is God incarnate. I believe that Jesus is God in the flesh and that his name and only through his name can you be saved and be able to go to heaven. I taught this to my son. Me and my mom would have long conversations about that. She was a believing woman. Jesus is awesome. I can't praise him enough. Because even through those things, man, I had so much support. I had so much of God's grace. And never once did suicide come into my mind. People saw strength in me that I know it was just God. 
Maybe that was my Samson story. Maybe my strength wasn't a physical strength, but a spiritual strength. Maybe in my spiritual strength, I was able to carry the gates like Samson did that a human shouldn't be able to carry, or the weight, rather, that would have crushed a lot of human beings. It's not within me. I had no understanding of how I was going to make it. The only thing that I could do at that time was like immediately, immediately, the next day after my son passed, I went down there, you know, where he was at. He was about to get his apartment. You know, he was becoming a man. And I just tried my best, you know, to plead and plead and plead with those officers, man. As a parent, that is one of the most, that if not the most horrible things you can go through. One of the most hopeless feeling situations, man. There's no coming back from that. You go, you go to sleep. Even in your dreams, it invades your dreams. And when you feel like you got to break through your dreams, guess what happens, man? You wake up and it's the reality that you now must live. I don't wish that on any soul on the planet. The loss of a child. Man, that's a whole nother level. It really is. And honestly, I don't see why I wouldn't have, like, committed suicide because looking back on it, it was nothing that I could say was keeping me from doing that. Most people would say in that that type of scenario, which is a survival mechanism, but it's also, you know, a sign of, you know, um, mental maturity. Um, Not to say that, you know, immaturity in a bad way it's just you're just so fixated on you know the loss of your child nothing else makes sense but I got other kids and and, you know like to be honest because I wrestled with talking about that but I just got to be transparent that wasn't even a reason either like, well, you know, some people will say, well, you got to live on for the rest of your kids. You know, you got to be there and stuff like that, you know, to themselves. That didn't come to me. That's how I know it's God, because all of my reasoning left. I wanted to. I was in a dark place. I was in a dark place. I knew I needed help. I knew I did. And God kept me. It's the best way I can say it. God kept me. And looking back, it was just like that poem that I used to read a lot um, as a kid. My mom had this um, poem that she had on her wall. And, you know, it's called The Footsteps but in this Le- the Footsteps in the Sand. Many people might have heard this, especially if you're religious. Um But in the footsteps in the sand, the poem talks about 
you know, a guy walking with God and he questions God because he's seeing that in the most painful and hardest situations in life, he only saw one foot, one set of footprints. And God's response was, it was then that I carried you. I know what that feels like. I know the real true meaning of that now. With the death of my son, it was nothing keeping me here. It was nothing keeping me from, you know, and I'm a man, so we don't, not to, you know, be disrespectful to women as far as in their attempts, but we, we do stuff that makes sure that there is a 99.9% chance of a, you know, guaranteed, you know, self-deletion, you know. We do. We either use like a gun, we jump off the tallest buildings, we run out and you know, onto the, you know, oncoming traffic, on the highways, we jump from bridges. We do stuff that, you know, yeah, it's almost a hundred percent chance that you're gonna die. You know, that's what we do. So know that, you know, it would have been you know, without you know, by the grace of God, it, you know, um, it you know it didn't happen. But you know, and I never thought about it. But looking back on it, I know that it was God carrying me through that situation. I didn't have the strength. I'd just get up, and you know, it was my new reality. I lost a lot in a you know relatively short amount of time. A lot. And going through a divorce. A lot. And suffering depression already. It's like, dang, man, like, you know, how worse can it get? And believe you me, I know that there's people out there that, you know, have a story way worse than mine. This is not the abuse Olympics or the victimhood Olympics. I'm just telling you and being transparent with you before I get back to what I was saying about with the troll and um, the lessons that you can learn from that. To tie it all in, I need God to be able to be the person that be the better version of myself to present to the world. And what that means is for those that I touch, those that got wisdom from my story, the legacy of Christ, because that's where I get all the goodness from, Jesus. Losing my son and stuff like that. People snap, man. Start killing folks. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going through a depression, and I'm going through a divorce at the same time. Losses. I remember this one guy, you know, you know it was a while ago, and he... You know, before he passed, you know, he got killed, but he's like, look, I'm not taking no more losses. <coughs> We're men. We get violent. I mean, as humans, we can get violent, too, but it's different as a man. Because of how we were made. The guy I'm talking about, he, you know, he lost his job. A girl left him, took the kids, found out one wasn't his. He snapped, killed her, 
I can't really remember that. And I don't want to go too much into that anyways. The point of it is, is three things that you can take away from it. When I was talking to that troll, I'm proud of the growth that I saw in my response. I didn't respond back to him in the same way, which means that I had control over my emotions. I'm proud of that. So basically acknowledge all of your achievements because it's important. Trust me, from a person that went through depression, that has seen a lot in my life, it's it's very good to do that because it'll it'll like disengage you from that negative self talk that is twenty four seven in your head, and help you to, you know, like actually be more optimistic about yourself and your life. Another thing you can take from it is, because I didn't respond the way. He probably wanted me to. That's another achievement because you actually, because of what your research, it matters, basically, what I was going to get to. It matters when you are fortified in what you believe in and you walk in that integrity. It matters. Everything matters. I don't know this guy. I don't owe him anything. I don't know you guys. But I'm telling you the truth. I'm putting my life out here. That's my content. Shout out to my cousin, you know, Anna, for that, you know. She's the one that put that, planted that seed in my head. She says, your life is your content. I thought that was one of the dopest statements I've heard this year so far. One of them. The most dopest is, you know, God is good no matter what. You know, but anyways, like, and the third thing is, no matter what they say against what you have to say, use logic. Don't get angry. Don't get emotional. Because when you get angry and you get emotional, you'll focus on the wrong things. When you're using logic, you'll be open-minded to what they're saying and be able to actually hear them for what they're saying. Nine times out of ten, they'll be emotional if they're that type of person or you trigger something in them because of what you were saying. Like, keep in mind, nobody, when I said this, nobody that, you know, was trying to troll me ever gave me a response to what I said. I was just like, listen... I mean, a good enough reply as to why you would even engage me anyways. I said, listen, this is on a channel on YouTube that you personally disagree with. Why are you even here in the first place? Why are you responding to a response that I made and I wasn't even talking to you? Nobody gave me a response for that. Not a good one. One guy said, well, you know, it was a short that, I, that came up on my timeline. It was not, you know, you're not that serious. But you still responded. 
So that means that I've triggered something in you from what I said, and you really don't have a good argument. So therefore you will receive, I mean, you would, sorry, you guys, you would resort to name calling and verbally, verbal violence. That's it. Verbal aggression. Like he didn't threaten me. But he called me a goofball, you know. He he said that, you know, um, basically like I was delusional, but he had no arguments as to why I was delusional or go or a goofball. Other than saying that because, you know, some priest said something to me. We don't even have priests. Like that like usually when you go to church, you know, if, if that church is a biblical one. It said, well, I don't mean like we don't have priests because we're, you know, supposed to be priests and kings, you know, royal priesthood and kings, uh, royalty. So not in the sense that he was saying, though, he I think he meant, you know, what I got from that was like he was talking about like the Catholic religion, you know, which I'm not a Catholic. Um, but. uh Basically, like I hit him back with truth, like even in the Bible, it says don't just listen to a person that's telling you something. It says the research. Even in the Bible. Take no word at face value. Don't just believe something because somebody says it. Research it. Again, the Marines, they were commended for that. Study to show yourself approved, not to men, but to God. You know, being a good servant that will be able to, like, separate and accurately apply God's word. And by separation, I mean what we think he's saying, apart from what he's really actually saying. From what a person says he's saying, from what God is actually saying to us through his word. Everything is supposed to be for God anyways, and your direction is supposed to come from God. Yes, he uses man, but as the Bible says, it's not even by man, it's by faith that comes by his word, the hearing of his word. So again, I went through a lot of stuff, man, and, you know, I'm not going to talk you guys' heads off, man, but, you know, those are some of the things that you can, like, look at and, you know, apply to your life. You're going to have people that's not going to believe in you. You're going to have people that's going to say that what you believe is crazy. But they're not God. If you put your mind to doing something and it's to change the world for the better, go after it. Do it. Why not? The only thing that I would want for you to do If you're not a Christian man, seek out the Lord while you still got time. Tomorrow's not promised. And contrary to popular belief, it's not just nothingness when you die.
talking from a man that had near-death experiences, I'm telling you, it's not just nothing when you die. You still exist, but you're going to be in one or two places, no in-between. There is no purgatory. It's either heaven or hell. That's it. That's it. You know, um, so with that being said, man, um, you know, be the best version you can of yourself. Um, and make sure that, you know, like for what you want to be in life, you do, you, you do your due diligence to do the research so that you can be fortified. Like if you want to be a better man and stop, you know, maybe you're cheating on your girl or whatever like that. And you can't figure out why it is that you can't keep it in your pants. I mean, you know, we're going to be real. Like I said, transparent. Get some help. Talk to the to somebody that's going to, you know, um, shoot it straight down the middle all the time, 100%. And normally that will come from a person that you might have to pay. But you're paying... A, a small price for great gain. Just think about it that way. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you only have one life. If you are truly trying to be a better person, man or a woman, you know, if you're a woman, you can't seem to trust any man. No matter how hard you try, go get some help. Because... The thing of it is that we have to understand and, and the importance of trying to be the best versions of ourselves. We can impact people either to their detriment or to their good. And that's something that we want to remember. Whether we want to be a role model or not is really not up to us because somebody's going to always look up to us, even if you feel like you're an asshole. It's just the truth. I can't speak it no better than that is what it is you got all of these celebrities but we forget that hey even though we're not celebrities on that type of a you know on that type of a stage or you know like that type of status you know uh, we're still looked at and regarded by others that are in our life and if there's nobody in our life right now you pushed everybody away. Get some help, man. Not everybody is meant to be alone. And even being alone, you still have to engage with people sometimes. You got to go buy your food. You got to go get gas. You got to go get your car fixed. If you're not fixing it yourself. We always need interactions with people, whether you believe it or not. Some more than others. It is what it is. So with that being said, man, listen, man, I hope that you have gotten any a little bit of wisdom, any kind of wisdom. And, you know, I give that glory to God, to Jesus, because me on my own, I know I don't have it within me to be able to captivate you with my words. This is not a gift that I studied. It was a gift that was given to me. You know, I didn't take years of practice to be able to talk and be honest or compelling to another person. And even if I did, it's only by the grace of God that you stayed to listen to me.
All right, everybody, peace, good night, and let's change and exchange for a better version of us. I'm out.